We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. There's a high fly ball. Welcome back to the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. And it's a gunner. Big fly, Nolan Jensen, a personal injury law firm, because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. And the Billikens win this one. Touchdown, Kansas City! On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, so I saw this story today from ESPN.com, and it is actually a really interesting story, but it doesn't, uh, on one level, I totally understand it, and on another level, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, like, for example, I understand why an athlete, when presented the opportunity to go play in the Olympics, to go perform in the Olympics, would want to do that, right? I mean, wouldn't you? If you're a professional athlete, wouldn't you love the opportunity to perform in the Olympics? I understand that even as a part of what we're going to talk about, that also came with um, a two-year contract as a professional player to perform in the KHL, which is the second best hockey league in the world behind the NHL. I know there are some others in the Swedish league, a few others that would probably argue that, but if it's not second best, it's in that conversation. But the story from Greg Wyshynski from ESPN.com is really fascinating. It was posted today, and it's about the Chinese national hockey team and the North American hockey players with no ties to China, from heritage, from their family, anything like that, playing for the Chinese Olympic hockey team. It's really an odd thing. So he starts it off, Greg Wyshynski does, and I think Greg does a great job. I'm a fan of of his writing. He's a fun interview. He's a good dude. I really enjoy his work. He starts off by telling the story of Jeremy Smith. Jeremy Smith is from Dearborn, Michigan. He's been a hockey player for a long time. He's playing in the AHL um, in, in recent years, obviously not be, not anymore because of this deal, because the part of him getting to play for the Chinese national hockey team, the Olympic hockey team, was him signing a contract for two years, joining a team that they had put together that would play in the Continental Hockey League in Russia. So this was a two-year commitment. You come over, you're going to play in the in the pros. Eventually, you're going to play in the Olympics. And this was the deal. And they did this with other players, too. You might remember the name of Brandon Yip, who played in the NHL. He's Canadian Canadian birth. Uh, Jake Chelios, a couple other guys that played in the NHL. Um, The the folks running the hockey program for China um, also paid people like Wayne Gretzky and Philip Esposito to advise on the program. 
Mike Keenan coached the team in the KHL. And we've seen this with coaches all across the Olympics, right? All across sports. So that's not a weird thing at all, right? We've seen Americans coaching the Italian baseball team, you know, for example. Like, that, that's a little bit different animal to me, the coaching side. But the athletes not having citizenship in the country that they're playing for, not having any ties to this country. Am I like, okay, it's one thing. Like, hey, my parents came over from Italy or Greece or China or France or whatever. And because of that familial tie, I, I can pers- I'm going I'm going to participate for this team in the Olympics. I can get that. Right? Going you're leaning on your heritage, going back to something, you know, going back to a part of the world that has it has impact on your life. But it's really strange. And this is not only this story. This is happening more and more with the Olympics. And that's that's the point that I want to get into this. This isn't just about the Chinese Olympic hockey team having a bunch of guys from North America with no, again, no familial link to China at all. And no, really, you know, it's not like they were like living there for 10 years as a businessman and, you know, you, you got dual citizenship. You can't have that, by the way, in China. They don't allow dual citizenship. But apparently, the only thing you need in some sports, I, I don't know if this is every sport or some sports, but apparently the only thing you really need is a passport from the country that you're representing. And obviously, each country decides whether or not they want to give you a passport. They all set their own standards for whether or not somebody can have a passport and how what they have to do to get one. So when they approached Jeremy Smith about this, according to Greg Wyshynski's story, he said, man, it sounds interesting. You know, it's a two-year contract to play professionally, get a chance to go to the Olympics. But I can't, and his words were, I can't renounce my U.S. citizenship, which is understandable, right? I mean, you're born and raised here. Don't have any, and they, and he, and he, according to him, the response was, don't worry, we're not going to ask you to do that. We'll still get you qualified for the Olympics. And again, I, I don't hold anything against anybody involved. Uh, is, I, I don't care that this is the direction that the, that the Chinese hockey program wanted to go. I don't care that Jeremy Smith and Brandon Yip and others that, that are from North America looked at it and said, hey, this is a good opportunity. Get to do something cool get a professional contract out of it to play in the KHL. I got they got zero issue with any of that. What I don't understand is why the why the IOC, the International Olympic Committee allows this. I don't understand. The whole concept behind the Olympics is that athletes from all over the world come to compete for their nation against other elite athletes. That is the entire premise of the Olympics. And it feels like now, depending on the sport, there are all kinds of exceptions. This has happened, by the way, with Olympic baseball. You have people playing for other countries that don't live there, don't have citizenship there, might have somebody somewhere down the line in the family tree that came from there, but even that can be loosely interpreted. And I don't think this is exactly why the Olympics don't mean what they used to mean. I think there are a lot of reasons for that. This is maybe this is a fraction of it. Some of it is just, hey, man, we, 
you know, when the Olympics were really a big deal, people just didn't have that many things on TV to watch. You know, the Olympics rolled around every four years and you'd get to see all these cool sports that you don't follow all the time and they're in primetime television and it's every night and you kind of get into it for two weeks. Well, you know, with all the other ways you can entertain yourself now, all the streaming services, I just I don't think there's as much draw to the Olympics from the practical standpoint of there being just that much more competition now. A lot more competition for your time and your eyeballs. And some of it also is the just the vast amounts of corruption that have been uncovered when it comes to the Olympics, the bidding process, um, the payoffs, the, all the nonsensical stuff that's gone on all around the world over the last... I mean, it's, it's gone on forever, I'm sure. But it's been uncovered and it's been more known for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And I think there's just been a gradual degradation of people's interest in the Olympics. But... I, so I, I, I don't know, man. I like if, but if you're gonna do this, if you're gonna have the international competition where teams are, where people are competing with the name of a country on their uniform, you're representing. Shouldn't there be more to representing the country than just being asked to? Otherwise, what are we even doing this for? Let's just let people compete in individual sports individually. You're not going as a part of a country. You just qualify for yourself, and you put your own last name on your uniform. <laughs> you can choose your own colors. Be like boxing, right? You know, you got your special color of trunks that you like, and sometimes it's fancy, sometimes it's not. Maybe you have your name there, maybe you don't. But it doesn't make any sense for this to be about nations competing against other nations and the medal count and all that when... You just have such loose rules about who can go where. Highly recommend the piece on ESPN.com. It's super interesting, uh, well-written, and it, it does provide context. Like, I mean, again, I understand, you know, that hockey in China is still kind of in its early stages. They don't have a lot of players. They weren't going to be allowed to participate if they didn't have the players from North America because – they would be so inexperienced that it would be completely unfair. I mean, it would just be, they'd just be getting blown out every game, and that's not what the Olympics are about either. But it's funny because, you know, as as this guy, Jeremy Smith, who's the goalie, describes it, he's like, we've got a Russian defenseman, we've got a Chinese defenseman, a Canadian defenseman, American defenseman. Like, what? what are we doing? Just make it make sense. And by the way, this is part of the problem, and I would call it part of the corruption of the whole thing. We don't want to upset the host nation, so we've got to let make some exceptions so that they can have their stupid team in there that doesn't belong. If the fact is that your country isn't ready to have a team in the Olympics in a particular sport, then you don't get to have the team in the sport whether you're the host country or not. But nope. We can't do that because they're paying all the bills, so we got to give them what they want. Again, doesn't matter what country it is. In this case, obviously, it's China. But I do recommend the read because it's interesting and there's a lot more depth to it than I can give you in just a short segment. I, I just I just don't understand at all why the Olympics are so lax with this concept because it really is nothing to do with what the Olympics have always been about. 
All right, let's change gears a little bit. I, I want to do a little baseball uh, later in the show. I'm going to talk a bit about the Cardinals. Um, I want to do a little bit of a labor conversation here because we are waiting to hear from Rob Manfred tomorrow. Uh, the players, uh, the owners are meeting today. The players, um, the players union is going around to Florida and Arizona meeting with players here today. Um, so we're getting the two sides talking amongst themselves. But from what I saw just a little bit ago, and I forgot who tweeted it, so I'm sorry. But uh, it was a it was a, a national base. Oh no, sorry, it was Joe Sheehan. Joe Sheehan tweeted this earlier today. It's now been 16 days since baseball owners have made a proposal to the union. 16 days. The owners are the ones locking the players out. The owners are the ones dragging their heels. Why? Why? Did you not make enough money in these last 10 years when players' salaries were going down that you can't give a little back? Do you not see the increases in revenue coming with gambling legalized all over the country and all the places that are going to be having sports books in their baseball stadiums? You don't see all that happening? What are we doing? And, of course, I mentioned that Joel Sherman piece in the New York Post talking about Rob Manfred and what he hopes to hear from Rob Manfred tomorrow. I'll tell you what you're going to hear from Rob Manfred tomorrow. Next up, you're on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 